Hi, I'm Amanda Johns. And I'm Ryan Lynch. And this is our weekly podcast, Worth the Work. A quirky and insightful look into the world of therapy with topics that matter to you. Let's get started. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Amanda. How are you? I'm fantastic. Yeah? Really had to think about it for a minute there. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, I'm really tired, mm-hmm. worn, exhausted. I don't know what other words I could use to describe how I'm feeling. That is fact. Yeah, I feel like it's been a really long year this last week. Day, week, month, year. Right, right. I feel like we just... I, I'm I'm waiting to find the end finish line of something. <laughs> And I don't know what it is yet. Fair. But there's a possibility of a finish line coming today. Probably not, though. No, definitely not. Yeah. So So, what is today, Ryan? Well, if you're listening to us on our release day, it's election day. 2020. Yes. Because I don't know. People might Mm -hmm. be listening to this. 30 years from now? Right. When we're still relevant. Mm. (laughs) If I'm not retired I will be, in 30 Wait, years, hold on a minute. In 30 years... You're going to really say how old you are? I will be 72. As old. It is not. Our our future president, whichever one it's going to be, Either will be one. older than that. Yes, that's true. The oldest president, if Biden wins today, he will be the oldest person ever to be president. I don't know. That's what I heard. But I also think if Trump wins he'll also be the oldest president but he's currently the oldest president mm. but biden's older than him right no i understand the math i'm so just if saying biden wins then he becomes the oldest so he beats trump to the oldest is that what you're saying yeah okay it's like guinness guinness we're all like going for guinness world records here in sure America, why not <laughs> so anyway if you're listening on release date it is election day. Mm-hmm. Of a... Contentious? Ad- well, <laughs> slightly contentious <laughs> and admittedly very long uh, election season. I feel like the election season has been for four years. Yes. Not going to lie. There are some something to be said for the way they do it in other countries where the election is like 20 days. That's, right. that's all the campaigning you're allowed right. to do. But mm, whatever. And I know that we focus on two candidates, um, and, and I don't want to disregard the fact that there is another candidate. I think you say her name, Joe Jorgensen. Yes, um, I So I know that most of the discussion will be around the two candidates for mm-hmm. the, the two main parties. But I do think it's important that we acknowledge that these aren't the only two people that are running for president sure. currently. And then whoever you want to write in. Right, because that's... Yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I mean, there's a there's a certain level that we sort of... The world that we live in right now, mm-hmm. I think we can all sort of acknowledge that as much as we would like there to be more options, we, we have two options mm-hmm. right now. Um, and I think that... You know, we we talked about what we wanted our focus to be today, and you know, we want to 
acknowledge that we have people who listen who sort of sit in both spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you've if you've listened to our podcast before, then you know that we have some pretty strong thoughts and feelings therapeutically around um, certain topics. Um, for the purpose of this podcast today, though, we wanted to sort of stay in a place of um, being apolitical um, and not really focusing on who we think um, the the better candidate is or, you know, feelings around, you know, our own personal feelings around right. who we think should be the president. Because I think, like, like you said before, the, it has been so contentious that right. that is, regardless of who you voted for, there's probably tension in your family or right. with your friends about, you know, one or the other's political views right. and and managing that tension tension if i could speak english tension. and anxiety is kind of what we want to talk about because it, yeah. it's learning how to cope with that regardless of whether your candidate wins or loses how do you interact with your family right. how do thanksgiving's you thanksgiving's coming right christmas is coming Sure. You know, there's these these events coming up. And where <laughs> there's still this little tiny thing called COVID. Right. That the is small, having a massive the impact. small little impactful thing. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot going on. And, you know, you could get into an argument about what's causing this political climate to be the most contentious. And, and it you doesn't know, matter at the it, end, at of, the the end of the day. You're and right. I'm going to say irregardless because – Side note, that word just got added to the dictionary. So if you say a word wrong enough, they'll eventually put it in there. So irregardless of who you're voting for. Regardlessly. Regardlessly. Did you just, are we starting a new word? Yes. If you can put it regardless, you can put regardlessly. But think about how long people have been saying irregardless for. And I honestly, I think it works. I'm, you know, I'm not going to disagree. It works. So irregardless of who you're voting for, Mm -hmm. you're going to be left with feelings. And the reality of it is, is I think we all can sort of agree that we probably won't know by the end of today who the winner is. Correct. And and that, I think, is one of the more frustrating things because especially, you know, like we're going to talk about that – we are inundated with information. There is no, you know, I don't want to say wonder, but there there is no, like, curiosity as far as I, this is going on a train wreck of a sentence, I know. But <laughs> Irregardless of where your sentence is going. <laughs> is that, you know, it, it's, you know, if you don't know something, you know, you just Google it, right? You right. look up and you find, you know, we have that instant information, It's not always accurate. It's not always accurate. True. But, you know, if this was five or ten years ago, you know, well, maybe longer than that because I sometimes forget. That you're old. That I'm old. (laughs) But um, I'm older uh, than you. So imagine uh, how long it's been. Touche. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, you know, before it's, you know, if you couldn't figure out who sang that song, you'd wonder about it for a You'd go open up. You'd go to you'd go to the Fye store or yeah. something and go, or you'd think about it look, for like a day and a half no, till you no, finally you'd look it. through all of their cassette tapes. Cassette then you, tapes, yeah, enough for you didn't have. I had cons- Oh my I mean, gosh, did you have Columbia Music? 
I did not Where have you it. could get like 20 for a penny, and then if you were a minor, they couldn't hold you legally responsible, so... <laughs> I did not do that. I, I wish I had now. I would get so many cassette tapes. All MC right. Hammer was like oh, my... God. Help me. Help Dropped me. Dropped a bomb on me. Wow, that's old. Yeah. The gap. Okay. All right. Back on track. Okay. Squirrel. So, um... What I was, you know, saying is that we have this information and, you know, expecting that answer right away is not going to come. And that's going to be a hard thing to adjust to. And I think you bring up a good point overall, Ryan, is this this amount of information that we have access to is actually not always a good thing. Absolutely. You know, I, I think about the first time. That I ever got inundated, and I, I feel like inundated. we're going to whatever, mm. uh, irregardless. Um, Regardlessly. <laughs> I feel like the first time that I ever experienced an overabundance of information mm-hmm. was 9-11. Yeah. That's the first time I ever felt the impact of having too much, um, because that was the first time I experienced having information given to me. Um, at that point, it was through the TV and through the internet, but it was more so through the TV, mm-hmm. where it was 24-7. If you wanted to know something, you turned on the TV and you just watched. Um, and and it was was so traumatic. And it, and it caused, um, you know, we talked about in this last episode, it caused vicarious trauma mm-hmm. in, in myself and a lot of people. We didn't actually experience the trauma firsthand, but we experienced it through watching it on TV. And and that's sort of when I, as an adult, started to consider how I'm impacted or, or you know, how, how the information that I have access to can cause responses and reactions in me. Well, and I think also the fact that there's very little break from it. Right. Right. I mean, you know, we... A lot of people I know um, no longer watch the news or watch very little of it because they just – it's too much right now. Yeah. And, you know, and and I think, like, you were inundated with – We like that word today. We do. I'm just going to keep saying it. Um, With a lot of different, like – Opinions? Well, yes, opinions, but that's the word. Like, you're just getting hit from all angles. I can't think of the word. But – you know, it's kind of coming at you from everywhere. The radio, the TV, sources. There's a sources. lot of different yeah. sources. So Facebook, Twitter. I almost said LinkedIn, but to a degree, yeah. Sure. You know, Instagram, the TV, mm-hmm. the radio. And, you know, I think like even sometimes with, you know, if you're playing a game on your phone and there's an ad, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, you, it, it brings it back up for you. Sometimes, especially right now, it's even a political ad and right. it's like. You know, I can't get away from it. Well, and that's too, um, I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this, but I get two to three texts a day. Oh, yeah. Um, to my phone asking me if I voted from both political parties. Um, I get constantly, um, you know, texted and asked, did you vote? How are you going to vote? Mm-hmm. And while I appreciate you know, the, the effort that's being made to, to encourage people to vote, it's it's a lot. Yeah. You know? Well, and I voted, I think, like three weeks early right. before 
election day today and I still get those same yeah. things and I'm like, I already voted. Right. I already voted. Right. Now, granted, yes, I probably shouldn't even be answering some of them, but at the same time, I, you know, I'm hoping they'll take me off the list. Right. But I think it's different organizations. Sure. I think sure it's it different is. organizations who are working hard to, you know, ensure voter turnout. Mm -hmm. Which I will say, you know, all signs are indicating is going to be right. one of the highest turnouts. And, and I think that's great. Yeah. Regardless of who you vote for, it's important to vote. It's important to take a... Take a stand yeah. either way. Yeah, and and even if you're not sure, just the fact that you're being involved in the politics and in the civic responsibility of it, yeah. I think is is a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, going back to the social media, I mean, like it, it's okay to take a break from this stuff. It's okay to say, "You know what? I'm going to put a pin in this for uh, you know, I'm going to not look at this for a couple it's days." It's okay to snooze. Yeah. All political conversations, or sure. if you have friends or family on Facebook who talk a lot about politics, it's okay to snooze them. I may or may not be snoozing family members for the last three months. I don't know. But sometimes, you know, you just like, you know, there becomes a point where you can't engage anymore. Yeah. Because, you know, especially with as polarized as everything is it's hard to have a civil conversation without it getting frustrated yeah. because you know you're trying to change somebody else's mind and they're trying to change your mind at the same time and that is you know two forces working against each other it, it just becomes exhausting so that's why it's okay to take a break and that's why we really talk about self-care and how do you cope with that how do you interact with people and the reality of it is is that at this point i mean obviously today um, minds have been made up. Sure. You know, minds are not going to change. And the reality of it is, is we need to figure out how to move forward mm -hmm. dependent on whether or not, in, independent of whether or not your mm -hmm. candidate wins. Right. Um, there's going to be a lot of feelings and there's mm -hmm. a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of fear around what will happen um, dependent on who wins the election. Sure. You know, you've got one side who says, well, I'm terrified that, um, you know, if, if one candidate doesn't win, that there's going to be armed militia coming mm -hmm. out. I'm concerned if the other candidate wins that we're going to immediately have shutdowns mm -hmm. or the opposite. There's people that are saying, well, as soon as the election's over, you know, COVID's going to go away. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's a lot of fears and a lot of misinformation that's done for the sole purpose of garnering votes. Sure. Um, and, and creating fear so that people will make a decision rooted in fear. Mm -hmm. um, you know, our brains have the capacity to make really good decisions. Our brains also get overwhelmed with too much information. Um, you know, we do have a saturation point at which, uh, at the point at which too much information is too much information mm -hmm. and you just can't process it, especially when it's coming in, like you said earlier, from all different sources. Right. Um, it, it just becomes impossible to parse out everything, which is why taking a break, um, and not engaging in, um, sort of constant seeking of information can help. Sure. And I think it's important, you know, as we transition here that, you know, while yes, it may take days or even weeks to tally all the votes and things like that. What happens now is that we have to now 
figure out how we're going to engage with people. Regardless of, of whether your candidate wins or loses, how do you engage with your family, yeah. with your friends who may have been very boisterous about who they were voting for and there was disagreements? Or if your candidate loses, how do you deal with feeling like, you know, being devastated by that? Because right. I think some people will be. Because the reality of it is, is that this election ripped families apart. Sure it did. I mean, if we're going to just be right out there about it, the, the reality of it is, is that this election season, families have been ripped apart. Mm -hmm. Because the issues that are at hand literally impact the livelihood and the life of individuals, True. the rights of individuals. Mm -hmm. Um you know, the freedoms of individuals. And so, and, and you could say that for either side. I mean, both side is arguing that if, 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 you know, their candidate is not elected, they will lose something. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's sort of where we need to transition this conversation into is, is how do we cope when our President can presidential candidate doesn't win. Well, and I think we also have to acknowledge how do we handle it when our presidential candidate does it, it does win right. as well, because that's going to be some portion of the population, right? right? So you know, I, I think the biggest thing as far as that goes is being gracious in victory, right? right? If you know your friend or family member voted for the other person and your candidate won. You know, if you are all like in their face and up about like, you know, how they lost, right? How do you think that person's going to feel? How would you feel if that person did the exact same thing to you? Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge that because while we have to figure out how to handle the defeat, if we do lose, we also have to handle the victory right. with Grace, poise, and class. Well, and the reality of it is, is we all have to move forward. Period. We all right? have to move forward. And if you are unhappy with the way that the election goes, then my suggestion is to get in grassroots level mm -hmm. to to make change in the areas mm -hmm. that you think need to be changed. Um, right. If your candidate wins, get involved. Get involved and be a part of the solution. Um, you know, we can we can all stand on the side of the street and hold signs all day. And I, those sign holdings, while it helps to show support, it doesn't necessarily do much to create change, mm -hmm. you know. And so finding out and, and, and connecting with organizations that help you to feel like you do have some control and you do have some power are really important. Yeah. You know, I we talk about like you can be the change. You can be the change, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And and if you're somebody who is really sick of the the vitriol, the the hate and and all that stuff, ask yourself, have you done anything to contribute to that? Right. And and if you have, how can you do that differently? Like, you know, if I'm holding a sign that says, you know, one thing or the other, can I maybe change my sign to say something more positive, like this person supports this or, or, right. or something like that. Because that, you know, remember, like, just as you're being affected by other people's actions and signs and all that kind of stuff, they are being affected by yours as well. So if you are presenting a more positive image, that might change maybe not people's opinions, but at least the way they project them. Yeah. 
And if nothing else, they'll look dumb. If they're still spitting out hate and you're like, this is my positive message. Right. I think so often it's it's so easy to engage. And yes. again, you know, going back to social media, I mean, I have been appalled at some of the things that I've seen on community uh, newspaper sites mm -hmm. where, you know, a, an article is posted and then I make the mistake of reading the comments and my brain and my heart go, oh, my gosh, these are the people that I'm sharing a community with mm -hmm. because there's the name calling, there's the hate, there's mm -hmm. the, you know, just the the bullying that occurs. And I think sure. that we all as a as a nation need to take a step back and sort of look and see how we have um, worked to get our point across because there is a safety behind the computer, right? Yeah. The problem I think though, is that that computer screen has turned into happening in person mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and people are angry and people are scared and people are hurt. And I think we have to figure out a way to fix that. And I think it starts with examining ourselves. Yeah. And I think that that brings up a, a, a quote from Mike Tyson. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. Right? We can go there. It's. It. I think it's kind of funny because he. Um, can you say it like Mike Tyson? I will not. Um, <laughs> but I will. You know. So. So the quote is: Social media. This is something he posted on Twitter. Social media made y'all way too comfortable with disrespecting people and not getting punched in the face for it. <laughs> and I think there. I can actually hear that in Mike right, Tyson. Right. Right. And and I think there is definitely some truth to that. And and we're going to do a whole piece on social media and the toxic toxicity of it, and and also how to cope with that and, and whatnot. But I think for now, let's focus on okay. So the election's over, one way or the other, or, or you're we're waiting, or you're waiting for the results. How are we? How are we managing ourselves? How are we coping? Right. What would we do? Go ahead. So I, you know. We talk about self-care a lot, right? Mm -hmm. um, things that you need to do to take care of yourself. Because the reality of it is, is that you cannot pour from an empty bucket. And if you have not been doing the basics to make sure that you are well taken care of and stable, and uh, you're not going to be any help to anybody, and you are going to be a mess, and you are going to say things that you don't mean, and you are going to treat people mm -hmm. in ways that are not nice, because you're not going to feel nice, right? So I'm just going to go through some things that we can do. And again, I know, 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 I know. I feel like I could say that 800 times. Self-care is hard during sure. a pandemic. It's hard, period. It's right. It's hard, period. During a pandemic, it's really hard because people are like, well, I can't go get a massage. I can't like, you know, necessarily go hang out with my friends. You're telling me to do self-care. I'm unemployed. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, but there are things you can do that are so simple, or at least sound simple. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the first one is get a good night's sleep. I almost cursed. <laughs> I'm so glad. A little I unnecessary curse. at that particular time. Um, <laughs> you can you can go to sleep. Mm -hmm. um, you know, making sure that you have a good bedtime routine, doing something soothing and calming, turning the phone off. Um, getting the blue screens away from you, turning the TV off at least 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed so that you can sort of have those natural sleep chemicals start to activate is mm -hmm. so important. And I know that's really hard to do because yeah. it's like 
you know, how do I relax? Uh, I watch TV. I play video right. games. I read on my phone. Right. right? You read know, and book. it's like, yeah. And, you know, finding a way to disconnect or to be like, I'm only going to do this for a few more minutes. And the next thing you know, it's right. two hours later. The TikTok, and The TikTok vortex. Right. You know, so, you know, I think that's really good advice is, right. is that taking that time to get enough sleep. And and reducing caffeine before bed. Mm-hmm. Not eating and not, not drinking before bedtime are two really important things. Yeah. Um, you know, we sort of under underestimate the power of food and beverage before we go. Go to sleep, mm-hmm. but the reality of it is, is you need your body to go to sleep, and you need your stomach to go to sleep. Um, and if your stomach's working hard, or, or you know, mm-hmm. trying to work hard while it's also becoming sluggish from sleep, then you're going to have all sorts of issues with constipation and 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 <laughs> tummy troubles and bloat and everything the next day. That's going to keep you up also during the night. Yeah, that just just the, the the Pepto problems, right? The mom in me is now yes. speaking, obviously, clearly. Um, but yeah, not getting enough sleep can cause all sorts of major health problems. It can cause heart issues. Mm-hmm. It can cause breathing issues. It can cause weight issues. So the reality of it is, is you, you need to get a good night's sleep. And that includes the routine that you have before bedtime. Um, the other piece of it is that you, you need to be eating healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, when we aren't feeling good, we have a tendency to either not eat or just grab whatever is mm-hmm. easiest. And the reality, or comforting, right? And the reality of it is, is that our gut, our stomach, is a big part of our overall health. And I think it's important, and, and you know, we can go into depth this at, at another time. But there's a lot of research that shows there's a big connection between your mental well-being and your physical well-being in the stomach, right? Right. So, you know, having issues with anxiety and stuff can be caused from stomach issues. Right. Another thing that we can do is exercise. Mm -hmm. The dreaded E word, right? And that doesn't mean going to a gym. Um, I know, you know, for those of us up here in the the Northeast, it's going to get colder soon and exercise becomes more difficult. But even like putting on, you know, YouTube video and doing some, you know, exercise with somebody on a YouTube video, some Zumba or some jumping jacks or even just some yoga um, can significantly reduce your stress and anxiety. Um, so being active in some way, shape or form is mm-hmm. so, so, so important. Um one of my favorite is um, the word no. <laughs> so, How is that self-care? So one of the most important things we can do is set limits and boundaries with our time and with our emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not saying being a jerk to people. No. But it's that we don't have to be everything to everyone. And so if you're already feeling overwhelmed, stressed, being able to say no, you know, especially right now during, you know, the, the, the current pandemic and the social uh, distancing that we have and, and a lot of people not working from the office, the, the boundaries between work and home are getting blurred. 
And a lot of people are afraid to say no to their bosses Mm -hmm. and aren't setting boundaries and aren't saying, okay, my workday is over and are instead Mm -hmm. bringing their daytime work into their evening world. Mm -hmm. And so that right there is an excellent example of being able to say no. Mm -hmm. Um, Being able to say no to your computer, being able to say no to social media, internally saying no when you want to say yes to engaging somebody in a discussion that's literally going to go nowhere Mm -hmm. um, are all important things. Um, Something else, and and again, this is one of those things that's really hard during social distancing, but going somewhere, Mm -hmm. just sort of taking a break from your regular life and going somewhere where you can sort of get a break. That might mean camping right now. It might mean... Um, could, it could mean going for a walk or going for a drive. Yeah, just getting away. It sure. could be, you know, it could be for those of us up here is from driving from Pennsylvania to New Jersey and walking around by yourself, you know, in a town, um, of course, masked and keeping your distance from people uh, <laughs> because we don't want to spread the virus across mm-hmm. state lines. Um, however, just getting out of your daily routine um, and doing something different that's just for you. Um, you know, my, my absolute favorite form of self-care, and I think you would agree, Ryan, is playing with my dogs. Oh, absolutely. You know? I mean, that can be a very, uh, fun and relaxing thing to do. Yeah. Um, whether it's just in the house or out in the yard or even at a dog park, you yeah. know, it, it's very much can be a soothing thing and it's good obviously for them too, but. For us, absolutely. Right. And and regarding dogs and cats, so there's been some great research to come out that said petting an animal can reduce your stress mm-hmm. and anxiety, which is great. It lowers your blood pressure to do this. And then there's this other cool study that I saw a few years ago that said that the purring of a cat can be healing. Like they actually did a study of the purr of a cat and it showed that it could like heal broken bones, which is like crazy what? to me. Yes. So look it up. Uh, I'm going to have to look that up because I do not believe you. (laughs) But I think that's just amazing to think Mm -hmm. and consider that animals um, can can actually cause us to have healthier lives. It does not mean don't go to the doctor. Right. No, not at all. Oh, my gosh. No, you go to the doctor. But I mean, that that is actually another form of self-care, especially right right now, is when something's wrong, go to the doctor, you know, call them. And yes, you know, it's like, oh, well, I don't have COVID. I can't go to the doctor. Well, you know, that's not true. I mean, a lot. I mean, I've, I have now virtual sessions with right. my doctor I've had sometimes. My well visit. And sometimes those are actually pretty nice because, you know, I don't have to do a lot to get right. there and wait for an hour. Right. It's just they'll call you and say he'll be on in two minutes and right. then bam, you know, it's done. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and one for me, um, you know, that I find very peaceful is sometimes just laying on the couch with a book. You know what I mean? Because like, it's very (laughs) noisy in a lot of our houses, you know, whether it's kids or TV or animals or whatever, or even just noises from outside, it can be very uh, overwhelming sometimes. Like sound can actually cause anxiety in people it can. and and just taking that like just that peaceful Bubble time yourself. to lay down on the couch and you know maybe have a blanket over you if it's cool or whatever and can be really really beneficial yeah and and i think that that the biggest sort of thing i want to get across is that you need to schedule this time yes you, you need to really set time aside for yourself 
Because and, if go, go ahead. ahead, I was going to say if you if you say, well, if I have time today, I'll do it. You will right. never you find will the never, time. Never ever ever find time ever. You just won't. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think the final thing that I'm thinking of is clean your house. Like like that sounds so simple. Um, I love the face you're giving me right now. That does not sound like self-care to me. <laughs> it sounds stress and anxiety. Yeah, no. So having your house organized around you is mm-hmm. actually can can cause a reduction in stress. Your home environment can greatly impact how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. and your surroundings. That's true. Um, so, you know, they say that if you make your bed in the morning, that can help reduce symptoms of depression. Um, the same thing can be said for just, you know, cleaning up the trash around your house, putting your laundry somewhere other than the floor, putting your laundry away, having a sort of sense of completion and control um, when you're in an otherwise often feeling uncontrolled space mm-hmm. or out of control space um, can really make a difference. Yeah, for sure. And and I think it's important to say, I don't think I mentioned anything that costs money with the exception of obviously, if you go somewhere, you need a car and gas mm-hmm. money and, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. But, but self-care doesn't have to cost you anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it literally is taking time to do something that you enjoy that feels good to you, that takes you out of the norm and allows you to put yourself first. Right. It's so important. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we talk about the self-care, you know, and we're referring obviously to the election and dealing with all that, but also anytime, especially just like this whole year in particular, <laughs> I think the vast majority of us the will agree. The whole year that has been packed in the last week. You know, I'm sure you've seen the meme where, you know, it's uh, New Year's Eve on the uh, the 31st and then the the clock clicks over and it's 2020 again and yeah. it's like groundhog's day yeah. but i'm pretty sure that's not going to happen no nope. there is a light at the end of the tunnel it's just it's just uh coping with this right. upcoming season because these holidays are going to be very different because yeah. of the virus because of everything and, and you know adapting to it is going to be hard and we'll have some shows to kind of manage that as we get closer but you know really remember like you know this election has been very um stressful stressful for a lack of uh, a much longer word and um you know really Upsetting. take care of yourself Depressing. nobody asked you to be quiet <laughs> and um you know really take care Eye of yourself opening. and this is what i have to deal with <laughs> and i really encourage you to, to use some of these self-care because if yeah. you don't put yourself first nobody else will and laugh oh my gosh we need to laugh uh, laughter is so important as you can see from my judgment face right now, you're actually not wrong. But still. I have the biggest smile on my face right now, and you just look angry. <gasps> How dare you? I'm just saying. Smile. Just smile for a second and see if it makes you feel better. I'm smiling all the time. Does okay? that make you feel better to smile? It makes me annoyed. <laughs> Your whole face just lit up. <laughs> your literal face just literally lit up. As opposed to your non-literal face. And non-literally lighting up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. There are beams of light emanating from your the eyeballs. The English language is a bizarre, beautiful thing. Why, thank you. Not yours, but just in general. Really? Irregardless of what you think. Regardlessly. Okay, folks. So, I, I'm like, as you tuck your kids in tonight... <laughs> 
<laughs> As you put the candle out of your windowsill. In the 1800s. Right. Um, no, but seriously, sometimes it feels like we're back in the 1800s. All we need during this pandemic is a really bad snowstorm and loss of power, and then we will literally feel you hush your mouth like we're back on. Do not tempt the prairie, the fates. I feel like at this point, there's very little left on my bingo card, so <laughs> I think we're Touché. okay. But seriously, um, you know, everybody just just take some time for yourself. Um, mm, schedule schedule some self care. Somebody's going to be upset tonight. That mm-hmm. that's just the reality of what it is, is is that people are gonna be upset tonight. And, and so that's okay. It's okay. It's okay to feel upset. It's okay to have your feelings. It's what you do with them mm-hmm. that matters. Mm-hmm. Be gentle with each other, be gentle with yourselves, take care of each other. Um yeah. Absolutely. I and, totally agree. And if and just from like the therapy standpoint, if this is something that you're really struggling with and you're really, really struggling to move through your feelings and it's impacting your life in a way that's causing major problems or if you just need a space to process it, that's where therapists come in. You know, we we do hold our tongue when required um, all the time. We hold our tongues all the time. Um, but But... Finding a therapist who's willing to just be a sounding board and not give their opinion based on your feelings around politics is really, really important. Um, we all need to have a safe space where we can sort of talk about those things that scare us mm-hmm. and those things that bother us. Um, because even if the the fear isn't legitimate, how you feel about it is. Right. And that's what's important. Your feelings matter. They really do. Yes. <laughs> they really, really do. Okay, folks. Again. I think we're done. Again. <laughs> Are you saying we've had, like, multiple false endings? Uh, Yes. Okay, yes, fine. I do. Well, you guys take care. Just remember, you are... Worth the work. Until next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Be sure to check us out on the web at worththework.net. Or you can come on over to our Facebook page at worth the work with Amanda and Ryan, or come to our Instagram page at worththework_. underscore.